Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Marty Smith's America Podcast, Volume 42. We've got a superstar today. Not only do we have a guy who was a former Super Bowl most valuable player, but someone who's giving back to the community in ways that is inspiring to me and obviously to many others. Von Miller, uh, the 2015 Super Bowl MVP, which is a major point of contention for me because when he won that MVP, he beat my Carolina Panthers, the famous Cam Newton fumble. Awesome conversation with Vaughn, not only with uh, his amazing rise to becoming one of the most dominant defensive players in football. I also wondered if he thinks he's going to be a Denver Bronco forever. There's been a lot of speculation recently about what his future might be in Denver. He's such a valuable commodity. Might John Elway and the Broncos deal into somebody else in a rebuilding move? Um, we discuss with Vaughn his thoughts on that. We get into his philanthropic endeavors. He was a finalist this year for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. Uh, that is a tremendous honor, and it speaks so loudly to the selflessness that he has as a person, someone who is taking his many blessings and paying them forward, his personal foundation, Vaughn's vision, which uh, offers eye correction and LASIK and corrective eyewear to many folks who need it. Just a fascinating person, a great dude. Of course, he was on Dancing with the Stars. I didn't get into that with him because we ran out of time. Laney will be very disappointed in me for that, but I'll have to deal with that on the backside. I uh, can't wait for you guys to hear my conversation with Vaughn. But before we get to that, I want to remind you guys that Dollar Shave Club has everything that you need to look, feel, and smell your best. I use them every single day. Y'all know I live on the road. And because I live on the road, I got to take all that stuff with me everywhere I go. And Dollar Shave Club is always with me in my bag. I am out of my mind about not checking baggage. I won't do it. I pack a duffel bag everywhere I go. Big old black Nike duffel bag that I can fit in the overhead bin because I don't want to waste the three hours on every single trip of my life waiting for my bag. Dollar Shave Club is in that bag every single time because it's compact. What I love the most is that I never have to go to a store. That's because one, Dollar Shave Club delivers everything I need right to my door, and two, they keep me fully stocked on what I use so I don't run out. Here's how it works. It's so easy. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to get ready no matter what you're getting ready for. They have you covered head to toe, hair, skin, and face. You name it, they have it. And they have this new program where they automatically keep you stocked on the products that you used, as I just mentioned. You determine what you want, when you want it, and it'll show up right at your door. From once a month, if that's how often you use it, to once every six months, if you're a bit more sporadic and or conservative with how much you use. Plus, with their handsome discount, the more you buy, the more you save. Right now, they've got a bunch of starter sets that you can try for just 5 bucks, like their oral care kit. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at a regular price. So what are you waiting for? Get your starter kit right now for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash smith. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash smith. Now it's time for my wide-ranging conversation with NFL Man of the Year finalist Vaughn Miller, defensive end for the Denver Broncos. Quite a conversation. Check it out. 
Von Miller is a perennial pro bowler, the 2015 Super Bowl MVP, a major point of contention for those of us who live in Charlotte. Von, I'm a Charlotte guy, so you know how that feels for me. Uh, I do appreciate your time so much. Uh, Von is joining us, guys, today on behalf of Nationwide because he is a nominee for the NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Von's down at the Super Bowl in Atlanta. By the time you guys hear this, we'll know whether or not he was selected as the man of honor. But regardless, I admire every single man on that list so much for paying their blessings forward. And, Vaughn, we'll get to your heart and your philanthropic efforts in just a moment. But I have to start with that ball hitting the ground with four minutes to go in Super Bowl 50 that tore every heart in Charlotte, North Carolina out. Walk me through that strip sack of Cam Newton, which around here anyway is the signature play of your career to date. I took you a couple of plays before the strip sack. Um, I took you all the way to um, the coverage, the play where I had coverage on uh, Cotri. Mm-hmm. And um, he, ran a, he ran a wheel route, right? And um, I'm running with him on the sideline. I'm not thinking that Cam is going to throw him the ball. Um, and uh, Cam's throwing the ball, and I'm not watching. Of course, I'm running with my guy. I'm watching Cotri, and I see he put his hands up for the ball, and I reach in at the last second to um, rip the ball out, right? And um, I was so surprised and so shocked that I was able to do that against a wide receiver because everybody knew I had the stress, but I was so surprised and, and shocked that I was able to cover the guy and get the ball out. Um, that when I, whenever I knocked the ball out, I, I jumped up in the air and I sprained my left, I sprained my left leg, <clears throat> my left knee, real bad sprain, like almost, almost tore my ACL on my left leg. So I come out of the game and I'm sitting with the trainers and they're checking out my knee and stuff. And I'm missing probably five or six plays. And, um, you know, the Carolina gets the ball back. And um, they ask me, can I rush? And I'm telling them, like, I'm hurting, but, you know, as long as my ACL is not tore, I can, you know, I can get out there and I can rush. And it's like, no, your ACL is not tore, so I get out there and rush. And um, it was third down. <clears throat> I go out there, I'm limping out on the field. I limp out on the field. It's third down. Play clock is, play clock is winding down a little bit. Um, I, I don't get a I don't get a great jump on the ball. I get an okay jump on the ball, but I'm still able to get out, get around the the tackle. I think I think Rimmers. I was able to get around Rimmers, and he had my um he had my collar, so he had, he was holding me inside of my shoulder pad. So I kind of had to I had kind of had to like whip my right arm around. So I had to put even more torque on the um, on the edge rush outside of the tackle, and I was just able to reach around and you know stick my hand out right when I right when I stuck my left hand out. You know, Cam, he went back for the ball, and that was enough for me to be able to touch it, and the ball came out. So you're telling me that, what, three or four or five plays before that, all right? Yep. You've blown your knee apart, and yep. you you and then you go in and make that play. Yep. Un- yep. And That's you see, and you, see it, you know, when the ball is on the ground, the ball is on the ground, um, you know, Cam, he kind of he hesitates for the ball, and um, I kind of – I reach for the ball and I grab it. I'm trying to scoop it up, and I end up I end up throwing it towards our end zone, and I get up to run after it. And when I get up off the ground and you see me run, I limp I limp towards the ball. Like, I got one leg in the air when uh, TJ recovers, and we just, we're just celebrating. You know, really, you know, it's not too much – it's not too painful, you know, when you put your team in that situation. That's remarkable. Uh, you know, you you mentioned winning that Super Bowl and and how that felt and the celebration. I wonder what you learned from Peyton Manning while you were his teammate during that time. Oh man, I, it's uh, 
what what did I learn from Peyton Manning? I could you know I can make a whole I can make a whole three hour conversation you know about what I learned from Peyton Manning. But um, first and foremost, what I learned from Peyton Manning is just to be consistent. And um, you know he was definitely consistent through the ups, through the downs, through um, whatever it may be. He was always consistent. And um, everybody in the facility, he treated them all the same. It didn't matter if it was a – and that's just my outside observation of Peyton. You know, he treated everybody the same. Um, it didn't matter if it was a ball boy or a janitor or a um, backup quarterback or starting receiver. He treated everybody the same. You know, he has a, he has a great memory. Um, you know, when he talks to you one time, he's going to remember the conversation. The next time you talk to him, you know, he's able to retain the information. And, when you know, when guys like Peyton, when they do that, it makes – it makes you feel special. It makes you feel like, you know, what you got going on in your life is relevant because he remembered it <laughs> over, I don't know how long, but he remembered just the small stuff. And that's what I picked up from Peyton is just to, to take advantage of the, of the relationships that you have at, at the facility. Um, treat everybody the same, be consistent, um, and just try to be the best player you can on and off the football field. That's an interesting point. Uh, and it's so true when someone – that has had that type of magnitude on so many people mm-hmm. remembers you. Even, yeah, you think even about, the small. You think about Peyton. You think about Peyton. Like he got so much other stuff to think about. What exactly. you remember that my um, my my two year old son had a flag football game <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. It's, for example, I don't have any kids. I'm just saying. For example, but you know, he's uh, he's just he's just a master, and I was. Uh, it's, it's a true blessing to be able to witness that. Is is there a specific story or moment that that you had with him or witnessed from him? What what's the best Peyton story you have? Man, I got so many. I got, I got so many Peyton stories. Um, best Peyton Manning story. He took uh he took so if it's a fifty three man roster, he probably took uh, thirty guys up to Blackhawk. Took thirty guys up to Blackhawk uh, Casino. Um, gave everybody uh, $2,000 each. <laughs> he got the bus. Uh, he got the sodas in the bus. Everything was covered. And he just uh, wanted to get everybody together just to spend two hours with everybody um, for team building. And I, I thought that was, I thought that was dope for him to be able to, you know, get everybody together, give everybody, you know, money to go gamble, take everybody gambling, and then bring everybody back on time for them to go home to their wives and their kids. Uh, um, this is little stuff like that that was effortless for Peyton that, um, that I always remember. Who won the most money? <laughs> I mean, you, to win the, to win to win money, you got to have money. So, you know, Peyton, <laughs> he, he was always winning. I saw a piece on you where your parents and your brothers noted that you always had great empathy for other people and a desire to help those in need, which leads us into this Man of the Year award nomination. Why is that important to you, Vaughn? Oh, for me, I just from from day one, I don't know what I don't know what it was that that triggered me, that triggered the emotions that I that I have for you know other people. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, me, my brother, my my mom, you know, my my dad. We've all. I mean, we all come from. I mean, it's not like we're not living like Richie Rich, but you know, we've um, you know we're living okay. So I, I never really got to see you know the other side of things. So whenever I Whenever I was exposed to that, it just it just hit my heart, and um, I was just shocked. You know, I'm, I'm talking about six year old one. I was just shocked that you know everybody's not living the same life like the movies. And, you know, people who have uh, you know real problems and real struggles 
that they have to deal with every single day. And, I, and right when they hit me, they hit me hard. And um, I always, uh, I always revert back to um, the, the great Uncle Ben quote from Spider Man. You know, with great power comes great responsibility, and to have the type of platform that we have. You know, if you're not doing that with it, then it's, it's shame on you two times. And um, come from a great background, got a lot of great guys that have that have helped build me to the type of man that I am today. And I'm just trying to pay it forward. It's there's there's two points to be made there. First of all, that's a testament to your parents and what great parents they are. And also, it's always such a unique moment when our innocence as little people. 100%. Is, is stripped, right? Or, mm-hmm. or affected in that way because you are, you do have that realization that, wait a minute, man, they, they're not living like I'm living. It's quite yeah, a moment. And, they, it, and when it hit me, it hit me hard. I, I remember, I remember the exact moment we were at Burger King, um, out by the airport in Dallas. And, um, my mom, we, we, um, driving around, we in the drive through, we go around to the drive through and it was a homeless guy back by like the little order and intercom. And, um, we placed our order. And the the homeless guy was asking my mom like for a change or anything like that she had. And my mom, she <clears throat> you know she got her two boys and she got her two boys with her. She my dad wasn't with us and we're you know the bad side of town. And so my mom was she was kind of being rude to him like no just ignoring him and stuff. And, you know I was like in my heart I was like mom I was like this guy is homeless and I just I just bust out crying and mom was like what's wrong with you and um, I was like the guy back there he was trying to talk to you. You know, he was homeless. Um, she was like, uh, she was like, she was blown away that I that I had that that I felt that way. And I remember like it was yesterday. I just I couldn't I couldn't stand the fact to see the, the guy dig out the trash can and nobody nobody help him or nobody see it. So while she went in there, she got him she got him a couple of cheeseburgers or whatever. I don't remember. I saw too where uh, a couple years back. You went with JJ Watt and Smitty and some guys over to Afghanistan huh? to visit our troops. What did you learn from that experience? Man, I, I tell you, uh, you know, when they presented the opportunity to us to um, take a USO tour to Afghanistan, I thought it would be cool, you know, and whenever they um, they they showed us the list, the list of guys that were going, Chan Bailey, Steve Smith, Davin Joseph, DeQuell Jackson, um, J.J. Watt, I'm like, it's just going to be us over there for a week with these soldiers, you know, let me, uh, let me go over there and check it out. Um, I was blown away. I, I, was, I was simply blown away. Um, I, I met uh, real life superheroes, um, guys that um, look death in the face, you know, every single day. But they still have a sense of humor about it. Um, I, I got to, um, you know, really see what it takes to, um, you know, back this great country that we have. And I've always been um, a proud American. You know, I've always bled, you know, um, red and blue. But to go over there and, and witness it, you know, and see the soldiers. And, See the faces of young soldiers. It was, it was, it was. I, I met a guy. He was on his, uh, he was on a second tour, and he was, uh, he was on a second tour, and he was only, he was only twenty, twenty years old, and I thought that was, uh, I, I thought that was crazy, and it, I thought that was crazy, and it just left me blown away. And like I said, I've always been patriotic, where you know, going over there and witnessing things firsthand, it, it, it definitely, it definitely left, uh, you know, my American flag across my heart. You noted a moment ago the thought that to whom much is given, much is expected. What example do you hope to set? I don't, I don't think I, I don't think it's just a. I don't think it's um. How do I word this? I don't think it's a. You know, example. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, prove anything. I'm just doing what the greats did before me, and if um, you know, players after me can um, 
you know, see uh, the type of uh, players and the type of um, um, pass that the players have done before us, you know, if they can recognize that, then, then I've done my job. Is, you know, um, to be nominated for Watch Play Man of Year is an unbelievable award, and I'm uh, truly blown away to, to be nominated. And I've been, you know, um, Rookie of the Year, Super Bowl champion, uh, MVP, I think. Being nominated for Watch Play Man of the Year is, is an unbelievable award. And, you know, this experience, um, going through the whole nine and being able to promote um, my uh, my foundation that's that's so um, close to my heart is, is truly a blessing. And uh, I really appreciate it. That leads right into my next question about your foundation and your passion for basically helping those who might not be able to see clearly, see clearly. Uh, describe, describe that journey for you, the whole corrective eyewear journey because man you made glasses cool <laughs> hey i appreciate that i'll <laughs> I give, I give you the story um so when i, when I um, got drafted to the denver broncos tim tebow was our quarterback and um you know he was he was one of the most incredible people that i've ever been around in my life on and off the football field and you know really getting close with tim you know i got to see what really made tim tebow who he was and you know, i got to see um what he was um, rooted in, and you know, um, I got to you know experience the Tim Tebow Foundation, and when I experienced that, and when I saw what he was doing around the world, I knew I knew right then and there what I wanted to do. I, I knew that I wanted to have you know a similar impact on on children's lives. I just I just didn't want to have a a football camp or you know or just you know spend spend time you know at a at a football. I didn't I didn't want to do it. I really wanted to you know start a foundation that had my my fingerprint on it, similar like. Similar, similar to what Tim Tebow was doing, and you know, I took a year to really think about it. And I was sitting there signing autographs one day, and I took my glasses off to take a rest. I was looking at my glasses, and I was like, uh, "You know what? I'm gonna start Vaughn's Vision. I'm gonna give back contacts, LASIK surgery, um, eye exams, um, anything that has to do with eyes. I'm gonna give that back to, to children." And it started off with just, you know, that statement. Um, and it developed into what it is today, and it's a true blessing. It's really a testament to, you know, the power of your words. You know, I said that. I, I, it had a ring to it. I said Buzz Vision a couple of times. You know, I ran it by my agent. We got, um, you know, we ran it by the uh, community leaders in, in Denver, and, you know, they, they backed us. Um, got a great team behind us. And, you know, I set out to help one or two kids and to, you know, help uh, all the children that we've, you know, helped over the years has been truly incredible. I'm thankful and appreciative to be nominated for Walter Payton Man of the Year and um, to have this opportunity. Also, um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to thank Nationwide for you know helping me elevate my platform and you know, really spread the word about Vern's vision and not only me but all the other nominees, um, helping all those guys spread their their word and you know bring a light to their foundation or their church or their charity. It matters. Uh, it matters so much that, that you guys are so not only able but willing to pay your blessings forward in that way. I love to hear you speak about Tebow that way. He's a great friend of mine and someone I, I love I, Tim Tebow. Uh, very few people I admire in the way I admire Tim. He has taught me. He, he said something to me once that really impacted me, and that is define your own life. Don't let any outside noise define what you are, who you are, and how you're going to be that. And I found that to be so dynamic. It's fundamental and it's easy to say. It's sometimes very difficult to implement. But uh, I've done that 
since he has uh, given me that wisdom. I've never mm-hmm. met anybody like him, Vaughn. Uh, how do you describe what it's like to be around him? Man, I I tell you, it's like uh, it's like being around a, a superhero, Captain America. <laughs> you know, it's uh, everything that he touches. Everything that he touches goes to gold, and um, he has a he has a special effect on on human beings. Um, he has an ability to inspire guys for the greater good, no matter if it's a football team or a foundation or a fundraiser selling candy. You know, he is he's passionate about um, you know in, inspiring guys to be the best version of themselves. And you know, my um, my short stint with Tim Tebow it, it definitely impacted my life, and I'm, I'm truly grateful to. To have him as one of my, to have had him as one of my teammates. All right, a couple more, and I'll get you out of here. It's about time. Uh, I know you want to be a Denver Bronco forever. I know that. Mm-hmm. How confident are you? You will be. <laughs> I mean, I'm confident. Um, like I said, like I said last week at, uh, in Orlando. You know, whenever you get married, whenever you get married to uh, to someone, that's that's who you with. That's who you want to spend the rest of your life with. Sometimes it doesn't work out like that, but. I mean, while you're in a relationship, while I'm married to the Denver Broncos, my my energy and my heart is uh, fully invested in the Denver Broncos, and I, I I understand the you know the process, and I'm, I'm fully aware of the process. You know, we talked about Peyton Manning earlier. And, you know, if the Indianapolis Colts can let, can let Peyton Manning go, then you know anybody that can step in the National Football can be let go. So I'm fully aware of that uh, that possibility. But you know, while I'm while I'm here and while my key card's still working at Dove Valley, I'm going to be the best Bronco I can be, and I'm going to stay fully committed to uh, my marriage with the Broncos. Two more. When you're at dinner with OBJ and Baker Mayfield, who gets the check? We all split the check. <laughs> we all split the check. I think, I think, oh, think O kind of wizzled his way out of his, his part of the deal, too. But I think it ended up being me and Baker. We, we, we paid the whole thing, but we're supposed to split it. I know that you have plenty of ball left to play, a lot of ball uh-huh. left to play. But with your, you know, unique vision and and perspective on the broader scope, I wonder what's your what's your post football vision? What's that look like for my you post, right now? I mean, my post football vision, I, I you know, I, I I don't feel like I'm, I made it halfway yet in my career. But um, you know, you gotta have that thought. Um, of course, I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be Von Miller, the chicken farmer. You know, one hundred percent, and um, you know, hopefully, some of the some of the decisions that I've made throughout my career, you know, uh, help me whenever it comes to a, uh, you know, post career. You know, I like, um, you know, I like the analytical side of things. You know, you know I've been, uh, been around like Teddy and all the guys and Michael Strahan. So that's a possibility too. Well, like I said, I don't even, I'm not even halfway yet. And I still got 10 years to think about that. All right, my man, I can't thank you Alrighty. enough. Good luck. And, uh, God bless you, man. Thank you for your time. All righty. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. What an interesting, inspirational person Vaughn Miller is. Uh, I appreciated his time so much. Travis, great job getting Vaughn to sit down with us. He was actually making the Super Bowl rounds when he took time to spend some time with us. And, guys, it was 7 o'clock in the morning. He got up and he spent those 20 or 25 minutes with us. Among all the other things he did, I saw the guy everywhere. He was even on CBS's uh, pre, pre-Super pre Bowl show offering his insight on these teams and these players certainly as a guy who competes against them all the time he knows a whole lot that the rest of us may not see and I just love his heart what a great heart to know how blessed he is the guy got 70 million dollars guaranteed in his last deal Marty he's a guy that 
football needs him more than he needs football. Like if he wasn't doing no football, doubt. he'd have ten other avenues that he would be succeeding in. I love what he said. I'm Von Miller, chicken farmer, bro. The guy, Travis, the guy, the guy studied poultry science at Texas A&M. I wanted to get into that. We just didn't have enough time, but that it fascinates me. His love for that. Me too, and we will next time around. We'll get him again. Uh, we'll have to put that on the docket. There's a couple guys now that we want to have around too. Hines Ward as well. We want to get into the dogs with Hines, and we want to get into chickens with Vaughn Miller. But um, I love what he's doing with Vaughn's vision. You know, ensuring that. Folks who need it have corrective eyewear or get LASIK surgery because, you know, he, as I said in the podcast there, he made glasses cool, man. And, uh, when someone of that stature owns it, when you own it, yeah, okay, I need glasses. All of a sudden it becomes cool and can end up becoming a movement, especially when you're as selfless as he is. It's so inspiring to me. Guys like him, I know Kyle Rudolph was one of the finalists as well from the Minnesota Vikings, the great tight end up there in the Twin Cities. I've spent time around Kyle. He's an extremely kind guy who asks about your life. Um, of course, Julius Peppers here in Charlotte. Everybody loves Pep. He's a just a icon here with what a kind person he is, and certainly I think he's now fourth all-time on the sacks list. And uh, – just a, a tremendous player and a tremendous person. And, of course, the NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year ultimately went to Chris Long from the Philadelphia Eagles, who, if you know anything about Chris, you know how selfless and kind he is. This is a guy who multiple times has given up his entire salaries, uh, annual salary for the benefit of others. This past year, he gave up his entire salary for Pledge 10 for Tomorrow. That is his initiative that – promotes educational equality for young people. That's just one aspect of what Chris does. He also has an initiative called Water Boys with Nate Boyer, the former Green Beret, who was once had a cup of coffee as a long snapper with the Seattle Seahawks and played, walked into Mike Brown's office at the University of Texas and said, Coach, I'm going to play for you. And then he went over to the sandbox fighting for our freedom and practiced in the desert how to snap a football so that he could come back, go to the University of Texas, and be a long snapper. And just a total stud. I, I did a huge eight, nine-minute feature on Nate a couple of years ago. Before he became Nate Boyer, I did a big story on him for SC Featured and have built a great friendship with him. Of course, he's also the guy who, when Kaepernick began the decision to kneel uh, during the National Anthem, Nate stood beside Cap and put his hand over his heart. So... Uh, those two guys have taken uh, the great initiative to go ensure that people who need fresh water can get some fresh water uh, overseas. And so just Chris Long is an inspiring person and someone I admire more than I can articulate. And so uh, we'd love to get him on here too to chat about that. We're going to try to have Nate Boyer on sometime as well to chat with those guys about what they do and why they do it and how they take their blessings and pay them forward. If anything impresses me today, it's that. So thanks so much to Von Miller for his time and insight and filling up my tank and reminding me that I have to be, I have to take my blessings and make sure other people feel them. Uh, because that's something that I think, you know, he said, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. And that is unequivocal truth. Now, another thing that is unequivocal truth in a unique transition is the fact that do not, do not double dip in the dip bowl. Do not go for the ranch twice with your celery stick. And do not grab 
in the Super Bowl Media Center food line. Don't grab a chicken wing and then put the thing back. Our buddy Ben Hartsock, who uh, is one of Travis's homies because he played at the Ohio State University, and uh, he posted a video. Travis, walk us through this. So Ben's social following is not the most massive, but this small short video he posted did what? What kind of traffic? So ben Ben has less than 5,000 followers on Twitter, and he was uh, at the Super Bowl last night, and he posted an 11-second video of the uh, what the food spread was. And right at the end, there's a hand that takes a chicken wing off the plate and puts it back in the little dish with all the wings. And wouldn't you know, people started seeing it. It's been viewed 1.2 million times. <laughs> I wish this person's face was in it though, because we need like I think we need to know who this is because he obviously goes to other big events and media members need to know who you can trust and who you can't trust. Well, we can. I bet we could do some forensic science on that. We we could take the hand. We we could stop the video, blow up the hand. We could get a forensic scientist to look at the striations in the hand, and I bet we could determine exactly who it is. Like, there's a few rules that you, I kind of you understood. As a, at a young age, and you don't double dip, and you don't use your hands, and you're doing this at the Super Bowl of all places. Like this isn't your your house with your family. This is with thousands of media members, and you have the nerve to put a chicken. First of all, why are you putting a chicken wing back? Like who puts chicken wings back? You take more. I'm I'm uh I think we need to employ someone and get to the bottom of this because that's unacceptable practice, and it also makes me think of us discussing me posting that lady who ran out on the field for animal rights or whatever she was after. The dumbest things and, will go off and d- d- get millions of views. Yeah, I, I think that thing did like a million and a half views or something crazy. I just, I don't, I, I just need to stop trying to post videos that I feel like are good journalistic content and just go for the wackiest crap I can possibly muster. So I have a follow-up though. So speaking of food spread, we had a company potluck here at work for Sunday for all the people working during the Super Bowl. What'd you make? Uh, so I didn't make anything. I went to Taco Bell and got a couple party packs of soft tacos. Is that, well, is that can't okay? Can't go wrong with that, Bubba. I, I mean, it seemed to be a hit. They, they went it's Taco Bell, man. So that's Taco Bell. Everybody loves Taco that's Bell. What, that's what I thought. So, you know, I'm, I got a couple crunchy, but I kept it mostly soft because they're going to be sitting around for a little bit. Don't want to get soggy, but that's, that's okay, right? Taco Bell is it's, approved. It's more than approved. I mean, look, you can't go wrong. If you go, and you spend an hour and a half making seven layer dip, right? It might, half of it might go. And there's that dicey thought that, man, should I put the scallions on top of this thing? Or should I leave the scallions off? Because some people love onions. Like Laney. Some people hate onions. Like me. If it has scallions on it or raw onions, I'm out, bro. No. I'm not touching they, it. They gotta be cooked for me. I hate them. I mean, it's hatred. It is. I hate no food worse than I hate onions. It is the tip of the spear for me in terms of undesirable culinary options. Never, ever, ever. I hate them. I, so going with the tacos is foolproof, and it's cheap. You probably spent like three and a half bucks and made everybody happy. It was a little more than that, but also I had a coworker. He said he was going to bring it. He's like, I'm going to bring chips in. I'm like, you can't bring chips in like Every, there's going to be 10 bags already here. I go, get me 10 bucks. We'll get more tacos. 
Smart man. Hey, somebody comes to play. That's why he's my producer, guys, because he thinks ahead that way. And I saw that you man tweeted, knows what he's doing. You tweeted out asking people to see your spreads, and I really appreciated the people that just sent in photos of their alcohol. Me too. That's so the the main reason I did that is I was kind of laid up. I wasn't feeling very well. I was battling a real bad sinus thing. I was hopped up on the Z pack, and so I didn't do a whole lot for the Super Bowl this year. I did a little bit of laying around. A bunch of my buddies got together and they were tossing back cold ones. I didn't even have one because I just like, man, I got to get this medicine to work. So I was like, wonder what everybody else has. So I just put on the tweeter machine. Hey, y'all send me your Super Bowl spreads. I probably, I got hundreds of responses and the one that stuck out the most, the one that elicited the greatest response was one. This old boy sent us a, sent us a picture of something called peas and mayo pizza. There was a pizza homemade with like mayo spread on top of it and green peas on top of the pizza. Mayonnaise is strike three right there for me. Get out. You know what I hate? I hate those gifs, gifs, gifs. What's it called? Well, so people say gif, but the guy that created it says that it should be pronounced um, jif. Well, jif is a peanut butter. Yes. So I'm going gif. Anyway, I hate when people respond to me with those puking gifts, whether it's like that that doll that's puking or some guy puking out of his convertible. I don't like that. I hate vomit. So I don't want to see those. But maybe it's my own fault for retweeting the peas and mayo pizza. Yeah, that, I guess that one's that on pizza, me. That pizza, if, if you show up to a Super Bowl party with that, like... You're either getting punched or kicked out the door. Well, you're not, you're definitely other. not getting an invite the next year. No. No, show up with chips. Show up with Taco Bell. If, like, if right. you're not sure what to do... Taco Bell or just go get a bottle of liquor. What you should show up with is either Jack Daniels or you know what you could show up with and make everybody happy, Travis? Flowers. By now, most of us have started racking our brains about what Valentine's gift is going to truly make her day special. With 1-800-Flowers.com, it's really not that complicated. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are a no-brainer. Right now, when you order early, 1-800-Flowers has amazing deals on vibrant and romantic Valentine's rose bouquets, arrangements, and more, starting at just $29.99. There are also many unbelievable deals from 1-800-Flowers, but you have to hurry. Hurry up, guys. Valentine's Day is coming. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and shipped overnight to ensure freshness and her amazement. Gorgeous Valentine's bouquets and arrangements starting at just $29.99. Yes, it's an amazing deal, but it won't be here long. Bouquet prices will be going up very soon, so take advantage right now. Pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. When it comes to Valentine's, I won't settle for anything less than my Rose Authority, 1-800-Flowers.com. They actually just sent me some, Travis. Now, did you did you just put them out there or did you say, hey, Laney, I got these, I got these flowers for you? Well, Laney found them at the door. They were uh, in a very nice box, big, 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 long, long stem box that said 1-800-Flowers all over it, well-branded. And we opened it up, Laney opened it up, and it was all of these multicolored roses. It was white, pink, red, beautiful roses, 24 of them. And I started laughing because I was like, yeah, don't look at me because I didn't send them to you. <laughs> it was a gift from my friends at 1-800-Flowers. She's been married too long enough. She knows that that wasn't from you. She knows the score. Yep, Laney knows the score. But guess what? You guys can get them right now. 
To order Valentine's bouquets, arrangements, and more starting at just $29.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter the code MARTY. 1-800-Flowers.com, radio icon, enter code MARTY. Order today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com, code MARTY. We appreciate them. We have those uh, we have those roses displayed right now, right outside my office. They're beautiful. Thank you to them for caring enough about this show to support us. We'd appreciate if you guys support them. Same for Dollar Shave Club. Those without those companies, we're not able to do this show. And we love doing the show. So you guys support them because they support us. We just appreciate it very much. And I want you guys to know how much I appreciate your investment in the Marty Smith's America podcast. Travis feels the same way. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Go to iTunes, download it, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell us what you think, and we appreciate that very much, too. Travis, thanks so much for getting all these guests, uh, especially this week's Vaughn Miller. And uh, thanks so much to Louise for being crazy enough to let us do it. Thanks to you guys for your investment in us. And as I always say, and I mean, I appreciate our military so much. We're free. We live in a free country, and we don't appreciate our freedom enough. If you see someone in one of those hats that states that they're a veteran of this country, go tell them thank you. All you got to do is take a second, and they appreciate it. And I'd appreciate if you do it. We're free for a reason, and it's those folks who are out there all around this world and domestically preserving our freedom. So thank you so much to our military and our first responders. I've been inspired to mention them as well. Thank you all for listening to the Marty Smith's America podcast. That is round 42. We'll see you all next time. Thanks.